Välkommen till Eurovision Queens. Nu är det dags för ännu en Melodifestivalens special. Let Eurovision Queens begin! Welcome to Eurovision Queens, a podcast that explores and celebrates the glory that is the Eurovision Song Contest. Hello, I'm Andy. And I'm Ryan. Great to be back with you again. We've had quite a week. Yeah, we've been out in Europe adventuring. Specifically Trondheim in Norway, where we attended Melody Grand Prix 2024. A bit more on that later. The main purpose of this episode, though, is to review a Melody Festival and Heat One. We'll be talking about the six acts and their performances. That's the main meat of this episode. But we also just wanted to flag up right at the start that we have lots of new confirmed official entries in Eurovision 2024. Yeah, it feels like we're rapidly going now towards May, doesn't it? It does, and yeah, it's only just become February, but it feels like the the pace is insane. Yeah, there's so many new songs. I've lost track already. Shall I just run down the ones since our last episode that have been added in? Yes, because I don't remember. (laughs) Okay, so obviously we're in Norway. Got a one with Ulverham, so that is a confirmed entry. We've also got Nebulosa from Spain that won Benidorm Fest. Mm-hmm. Then we have Sarah Benici for Malta. Bambi Thug from Ireland with the song Doomsday Blue. And I can't remember whether we talked about Luxembourg's entry tally last time. I don't think so. Okay. And finally, at the top of Eurovision fans table currently, we have Ukraine with Alyona, Alyona and Jerry Heil, who won with their song Teresa and Maria. They won Vidbeer just the other night. We're going to hear a bit of that one, aren't we? Let's go for it. So what are our thoughts on Aliona, Aliona and Jerry Heil? <laughs> is that your thought? Uh, my thought is I won't be putting this on any playlists anytime soon. I think it'll grow on you. I think it's quite melodic. It's got a nice energy to it. I do think it's a little repetitive. But I like the feel of it. I think it'll do well because it's Ukraine. Yeah, it's it's not my favourite of the group of, of songs that are, you know, confirmed. Where are the bangers? Come I on, know, we I need... That's what you're here for. Oh. I know, I know. But um, I think we're both agreed that still at the top of our lists, it's kind of near the bottom of everyone else's, is um, Ico Ped- from Czechia with Pedestal. Yeah, absolutely. It. Yeah. It's the only one I've put on a playlist so far. Is it really? Yeah. That says a lot. Yeah. Uh-huh. So anyway, we're going to move on from the current entries that we know for 2024, and we're going to talk about Melody Grand Prix. Now, we could probably talk about this for hours. We're going to have to do a very concentrated summary of our experience um, when we visited the Trondheim Spectrum this weekend. So, Well, I feel like the elephant in the room is we need to just 
recognise how gutted we are for Kano. Yeah. And they did yeah. such a good job. They did. We, and it was yeah. even more painful that they came second by six points. We weren't expecting that because we thought, well, they've been fucked over by the running order by, <laughs> by NLK, the Norwegian broadcaster. Mm. So we went into the arena thinking, well, they're not going to win it. Let's just enjoy their performance. Although we could have gone up to them in the sort of um, the green, waiting, room green room area because we've interviewed them before. We thought, oh, we're just going to leave them to it. This is before the show. Because all the artists came out yeah. and, and hung out in the green area beforehand. Yeah. So it made them feel really close. Yeah. Like everyone did that, didn't they? Yeah, Which and was we, nice. we felt we could have done it. We thought, no, we'll just leave them to it. You know, yeah. we don't want to like bug them, like annoying people. Um, Erica Norwich had her own... She was the first one to come out yeah. and... Meet and greet. Literally the half of the arena came out and yeah, screamed at her. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, Which really thought, made me think she was going to win. Yeah, totally. Um, when Gotte came out as well, the group, that everyone went wild. So it was obvious that they're, you know, home favourites at that point. Yeah, but we just had no expectations of Kano doing very well, just because... Of the going first and the fact that um, they weren't getting the screams and the responses that Gotte and Eric and Norwich and Super Rob got. So when the scores came through from the juries and Kano were in first place, we were in a position of like, we just didn't expect to be in this place. And they we? kept getting the 12s as oh, well. I know. Although side note for the production team next time, the stuff on the screens is so little, <laughs> like we were having to guess what the numbers were. And your eyesight is laser focused. Yeah, and I was struggling. You really were. So we couldn't tell how much they were leading by. I think it was 98 to 76 after yeah. the international jury votes. Yeah, so we were kind of in a completely different place at that point. We're like, oh my God, it was almost that out-of-body experience. Might Kano actually can do, do it. it. Yeah, exactly. So we went into the interval in a very good place. I have to also mention that when we saw Erica Norwich and Super Rob perform, we really were like, oh shit, this could do it. Well, they turned down the auto-tune, which was great. Mm -hmm. But also, that was the only song that people sang along to in the arena. And it was like, oh shit, this feels like Mm -hmm. tattoo vibes. Yes, Like how much everyone was was with it. Yeah. Yeah. It was very clever having Super Rob as this giant robot that you could all see from around the arena. Mm-hmm. You know, it kind of helped with visibility and sort of branding it, if you will. But um, I mean, Gotte, they they went down really well. We just don't get that song, do we? No. They did the thing. People liked it. And I'm a but... folky. But for me, it's just like, it's too whaley. If like um, it had a bit more m- melody in there and it felt a bit more... It needs to be a bit more ethnic for me, rather than just punk, punk folk almost, which is just, is, I don't know. I just don't connect with it. I just don't connect with it. And I try to, I really try to like that song because it's more in my ballpark than it is yours. Yeah. And it's not because of Kano. I just don't like the song. I don't like the way it's performed. I think it's screechy. Yeah. It's just, I just think it's, I'm sorry to say it, but I think a lot of Eurovision fans are saying, oh, we love this song just because it's kind of different. It's out there and it's, it's a cool song to say you like. It's like I was saying to you after they won, like, it's all well and good that the Eurovision fans will like it, but your mum will be voting for things. <laughs> exactly. She will not be voting I this think, song at all. I think it's good to think about my mum and other yeah. people's mums and other people who vote. Yeah. When I first heard this song, I thought, oh my God, this is a mess. And then I started hearing about loads of people liking it. Yeah. So then I thought, well, I'm going to play it to Marisa. I'm going to play it to John. And yeah. they both thought it was awful. Yeah. And they like music. Yeah. And she's a bit more... And they're eclectic tastes as well. And And they just thought it was awful. Yeah. We played them the top three, what we thought would be the top three, which were the top three. Which were the top three. Kano, Eric Norwich, and 
Go to. They didn't like Kano as much as their other songs, and we felt the same, really. It was a good song, but not as good as the other ones. But they still said it was the best out of the three. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah your mum won't be putting this one in her top five. Well, that's the story. You reminded me of that on the train when we were, we were going <laughs> to the um, Trondheim airport, that the person who my mum voted for in last year's Eurovision was none other than... It was Blanca with yeah, Solo. Was that was her so top one. Funny. I just love that. It's perfect. And before we talk about um, Gotte winning and the positions, just to say that we went into the interval in this massive amount of excitement. And then, of course, we had the fun of all those artists returning. We had Bobby Sox. Unfortunately, they didn't sing all of Ladder Swing, which is what I wanted. We had Alexander Ryback singing Diggy Lou, Diggy Lay. But the the main event, come on, who was it? Oh, it was Corolla. Ascending from a ah, pit. It was so exciting. <laughs> Carola. Because it was like, because there were songs that were covers by mm-hmm. other people. Yeah. So like Uruka was doing. Oh, Uruka was doing as well. She yeah. Did, um, so when Euphoria. a Corolla song started, we weren't sure what was going to happen. So then for Corolla to appear. Actually be a was like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> and then she sang Framling, which we talked about with Anna Corgadol in the episode where she guessed it. Yeah. As her favourite memory of Eurovision or one of them. Um, so she sang Framling. And then it went into Fangadin and Stormwind, captured in a love storm from 1991. And I was just step kicking, dancing to that one. <laughs> I was just loving it. We were luckily, we were in a place with an aisle so we could dance. Yeah. And that was just, that was the highlight of the evening like, for me. Everyone was on their feet. Oh, it was, it was insane. So yeah. Good. So that was worth the ticket price alone. Oh, absolutely. Because we were kind of thinking, it's a long way to go. Do we really want to do this? Anyway, as you all know, Kano was second, as Ryan said, by six points to Gotte, who won with Overham. And the, the really painful thing for us, um, not for Gotte fans, is that under the old system, Kano would have won. The old waiting system of the votes. Super Robin Eric and Norwich came third. But There's it, quite a gap there, though, wasn't was there? Big, From second to third. Yeah, huge gap. Um, 79 points. And then in fourth was Goth Minister, and then Dag Eric Oxfold and Anne Fergamo, which got a lot of jury points, actually, didn't it? So I just have one thing to say. UK jury, hate you. If you'd given Kano 12, Kano would have won. So be ashamed. What did they give them? Six? Six, yeah. <laughs> What did they give the 12 to? Did they give any points? Because a lot of people didn't give Gotte any points. Oh, they gave it four. So actually it wouldn't have been enough to be fair, would it? <laughs> Doing the math. No, um, there was two juries that didn't give Ulver many points. They were the Dutch jury and the Danish jury. Any thoughts on any of the finalists and how they went down? I think on the whole, it was a really good show. I think everyone did a really good performance. Yeah. There wasn't anyone that was like, oh, this is a bit boring. Even Judge Tenderly of Me really embraced the arena rather than this TV studio because it fell quite flat in the TV studio. But in an arena with that big crowd, it worked really well. One of the funniest things, though, is you started calling Anne Princess, Princess Anne. And just the idea of our UK Princess Anne performing a song was just too much for me. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway... That wraps up our Melody Grand Prix chat. We've had a roller coaster ride with Melody Grand Prix since the acts were announced. Um, it's been fun to be on the journey. Not the outcome we wanted, but we don't have sour grapes. Um, it's just a shame that Kano didn't make it there again. Well, we got to 
interview Kano we because did. of it. We did. Yeah. So that has to be our bright side. Indeed. And hopefully they'll play some of the parties. Yeah. Because how can they not? Well, indeed. Yeah, they've got three Eurovision songs now, haven't they? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And we did go to a Eurovision party afterwards at the Me Club in Trondheim and dancing till all hours. And we did dance to Damn Diggadar. But the funniest one, the funniest song we danced to, which we really enjoyed, was Woman's Show, wasn't it? Which it was eliminated in the heats. Which we never would have said that we'd be dancing to that in a bar. Never. But it was fun. <laughs> but it was really funny when Goethe came on. Kind of dance floor kind of went a bit. People did a bit, but it was that sort of interpretive, yeah, weird thing. No, it's funny, isn't it? Anyway, my view is that it won't do as well as people think at Eurovision, just because it won't. But we're not going to semi-final two anyway, so... No, exactly. We're going to <laughs> semi-final one. We're quite happy to be in that part of the draw in terms of our tickets. I feel like we're in the quite quiet, nice... Who are we? Semi. Yeah, well, there's not a certain other country that may or may not be there, that may or may not cause a lot of problems. So. Of course. Oh, and the other thing to mention, actually, um, we should mention it, is that Gotte said that they may not decide to attend. I think they're, it'll be hard to turn down that victory and not go. I think they may be just doing a bit of virtue signalling. The only other aspect that we haven't talked about the event was that there was a demonstration outside the spectrum with um, people with Palestinian flags. And then inside the arena, um, a few people were waving flags, not many people were giving them out. But um, one of Mia's um, party in the green room had a Gaza t-shirt on and Tix had a tiny little Palestinian flag on his wrist when he performed his little bit. And I don't know, our take on this, yeah, the war is terrible, but... Is wearing a t-shirt or having a little flag on your wrist really solving anything? It's a bit tricky, isn't it? It is tricky. Because it's not really doing anything. It's just sort of saying that things are happening. Yeah. But if you felt that passionate about it, you'd do something more? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's just... I kind of don't, don't want to go into it deep. But at the same time, you know... It's just the way some people are just wanting to be perceived. And it's about them. It's not about the conflict. Yeah. And that's what I don't like about it. It's going to be a thing that needs to be addressed more than it has been. Because people are just sort of burying it. And it's going to come to a head somewhere, isn't it? Yeah, it is. In terms of Eurovision. Yeah. Okay. So that was a bit of a downbeat (laughs) note to leave um, Melody Grand Prix on. So on to the main meat of the episode, we are now going to focus on Melody Festival and Heat One, which took place on Saturday night. We, of course, were at Melody Grand Prix, so we couldn't see it live, but we caught up as soon as we could. Um, Where was it coming from, Ryan? It was coming from Malmo. Yes, in Malmo at the Malmo Arena, as it's um, originally called, where we saw the first six acts competing for Melody Festival in 2024. So who are your picks going in? Because we we chose some in our last episode about Melody Festival and that we kind of previewed. From this group, we talked about Samir and Victor and Elisa Lindstrom. And we briefly mentioned Adam Woods as well. 
But um, did you have any feeling about what would do well? I guess we didn't know the songs at all, did we? So I was rooting for Adam Woods, but obviously knowing what happened last year, assuming Smash Into Pieces would do incredibly well, and they did. Mm -hmm. We listened to the previews, didn't we, on like Thursday? We did. And they were quite underwhelming across the board, really. Yeah, a lot of people were saying about watching this heat online when um, we were at Melody Grand Prix. I saw some tweets going out saying, oh God, Melody Grand Prix is much better than Melody Festival. And it's like, yeah, but you're not comparing like with like because it was the Melody Grand Prix final. Yeah. So you couldn't say Norway's final, Norway's competition was better than Melody Festival. And this is one of five heats. So of course there's going to be less good songs in this heat. Should we get into each of these? Let's do it. Yeah. So we're going to start off with Adam Woods, whose song was Supernatural. Let's hear a bit of that. With every little touch, I feel your power overflowing. Mm-hmm. Oh, you set me free, just let me pull you closer. With you, it's heavenly, stay next to me, we'll make it through. So Adam Woods, of course, who competed last time with Jon Henrik Felgren and Ark North, now returning as a solo artist with this song, Supernatural. What did you think of the song? Didn't like it. It felt really basic. It reminded me of Victor Krona with um, Diamonds. Diamonds, which was a song we started humming along to and singing along to after we'd heard it for about the 10th time last year. Yeah. and But it was it's a kind of very basic pop song. Yeah. Not very linear, not a lot to it. Yeah, it was not as good as what he went with last year. I know we're not comparing like this no, year to exactly. last year. Yeah. But yeah, it just was a bit of a song that didn't really go anywhere enough to justify what it was. Yeah. It's just a bit of a basic pop song, really. Yeah, it was a bit basic, wasn't it? Quite a nice staging, light show um, around where he was moving. But really, it didn't really excite us at all. Yeah, there was lots of like, sort of jellyfish almost light explosions behind mm. him mm-hmm. that were just very obvious yeah. that's the only way i can describe it it was all just very obvious i have got an important fact about adam woods though and it's not the fact that his real name is adam christopher alskog it's the fact he's got the same birthday as me Hooray. birthday twins yeah i feel like someone else was a birthday twin with you that we've mentioned before i don't know can't remember now no. so we're going to move on to the second song we thought we hoped we'd get something better than Adam Wood's song, um, but of course it was Samir and Victor. It was not to be. <laughs> yes. Hela världen väntar Din hand i min hand Där 
So our insider knowledge of this was that was that Anna told us that they're sort of a joke act and people vote for them despite the them being right. shit. <laughs> Effectively, yeah. <laughs> um, so songs it, like Badanakna, Bathing Naked and Groupie and Shuffler. I think the best thing that I can equate them to is sort of like an ant and deck from the UK. Is like yes. You'd be behind them despite their song not being great. Hopefully. But at least Ant and Deck had sort of like comedy and and a TV series they were in together to, to mm. bind them, whereas these guys are from different places. And I know they were on, a, on various talent shows and stuff. But um, yeah, this song, it started off terribly without any accompaniment. It was just based on their voices. It was the first note, wasn't it? Oh, it was well, like... the first line was terrible. Yeah. And then it sort of became one of those really dull football chants that are just like, honestly, what what is this? I was not a fan. Nope. I saw one comment on Twitter that made me laugh while they were performing, which was, oh, shut up and take your tops off. Because <laughs> they, they were, for. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought there was a really awkward moment at the end, at the very end, where um, Victor kissed Samir without his consent. Yeah, it was really he odd. Planted a kiss on his lips, and it was quite surprising for everybody. <laughs> it was, but it was really weird. It reminded me of the Romanian entry when that one does that. Yeah, that one does that. So again, two songs down. We're not feeling it. No, no. But who is coming towards us on a chariot of gold with billowing dress? Well, actually, not a billowing dress, a very short dress. But someone who's come to save Melody Festival in 2024. Who are we talking about? I hope we're talking about Elisa Lindstrom. We are with the song Forever Yours. Was it me? Was it you? I wonder, could it have been just a dream that swept away? Away into the darkness. But I can't erase, I can't rewind. There's still something left deep inside. You're all So I'm really pleased that we decided to focus on Elisa Lindstrom's career at Melody Festivalen and talked a bit about her when we did our preview show for Melody Festivalen because it turns out this is our favourite song of Melody Festivalen so far from this heat. I enjoyed when they introed this that they actually mentioned Schlager. Yes. And we heard the word and we're like, oh yes, we mean business now. Yeah. And I know it's an old school Eurovision song in terms of like what was happening in the late noughties, maybe even early 90s, late 90s even. Yeah. But yeah, this is a Eurovision song, isn't it? Well, I can already see us dancing to this in a Swedish bar. Oh, totally. Yeah. I'm Um, hoping they'll play this at the Melfest weekend. Yeah. And... Some Swedish person will be, how do you know this song? Like they were last time. <laughs> well, I've already fast forwarded to 2025 when Elisa Lindstrom does a whole set at Melfest Weekend. And we get this, we get Casanova and all the other songs she's done at Melody Festival. 
Oh, right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Book her in. Book her in to the Narland Club. Yeah. So we loved this performance. It was kind of Venus inspired in terms of the staging, wasn't it? Like coming out of the shell, sort of like the feeling of the background and stuff. Yeah, very much that. Mm-hmm. Although she had her hands and her feet dipped in pink with glitter all over them and stuff. It was a bit weird. It was. And she was wearing a very short dress, which was kind of like... There was that review online, which I loved, where what did it say? (laughs) It was describing everything as questionable, like weird costume, odd set, skirt was too low, but she popped her pussy and... (laughs) Showed her panties. (laughs) Did this and that, and it was just amazing. And I was like, yeah. Shout out to Michael O'Kane, founder of Eurovision Hub. He's that Swedish-Irish guy who's effectively his Twitter account has become an Elisa Lindstrom stan account now. (laughs) Good. Yeah. And I'm happy to report this is on a playlist of mine already. It is. We were so excited when we saw it on Spotify already, weren't we? Yep. Yeah. And we listened to it in the car on the way back from the airport. Gave it the car test. We did. And holds up. It passes, doesn't it? We enjoyed this a lot and we like things are looking up. Well, I got ahead of myself. I got too excited about Elisa Lindstrom. In fact, we missed out the third place. Everyone's shouting, shouting at their podcast app, saying, you missed out Melina Morglo. Well, we did, with her song Mean Melody. Let's hear that now. So what do we make of Melina's little song? Yeah, it was nice, but yeah, that's it. Yeah. It It was was weird. It was too pretty. It was too, to use a very English word, trite, sort of sweet. Because I would think this would be more my kind of song, but it's just a little too sickly sweet. The people that have done better songs in this style that haven't gone through. So for this to just didn't do anything on the stage, really, did it? No. And she was almost too happy to be there. She kind of, I don't know whether it, it meant she overperformed, but certainly at the end, just her joy was, was wonderful that she'd made it to Melfast and she was like enjoying it so much. But the song just wasn't up to it, was it? No. That's all we're going to say on Melina, isn't it? Yep. yep. <laughs> so then it was Elisa Lindstrom. Fifth performer of the night was Lisa Ajax with Awful Liar. So what do you make of Lisa's performance? It's a ballad. 
It is. It's quite repetitive, so you get it. Yeah. You hear it, you remember it. I don't know. It it didn't seem special enough to me. It was quite angsty, but at the same time, um, I don't know. I didn't really think it was anything special. I think it's one of those ones that will, well, obviously, because this one went through. Yeah. It will do well in the semis, but I think in the final, it'll fall away quite easily to something else. Yeah, which is what's happened twice before for Lisa Ajax. Oh dear. to the final twice before. And you are a big fan of Melody Festival in 2022, but you didn't remember her being in it, did you? No, I still don't remember. I've forgotten again. (laughs) I think she's very popular as a girl next door in Svelia. And I think the fact that she's pregnant also will get her points. I'm not saying she's deliberately got herself pregnant to get points or that it's just about that, but I think it will be a factor. Yes. I don't know, I needed to hear the song a few times to then be able to recall it. Like, I can hear it in my head now, so it has got in my head, mm-hmm. but I still needed to listen to it about three or four times. Yeah. So, Lisa Ajax, finally smash into pieces with the song... Heroes are Calling. So, here it is. When it all comes down to destiny, only you can build the rules, walk the How do you feel about this song? It's very similar to last year's, but not as good. Yeah, so last year's was Six Feet Under, wasn't it? Yeah, and I, I quite like Six you Feet did. Under. Yeah. I can play that in my head. This one, no idea. Yeah. I, I'll just hear um, Six Feet Under still. Yeah, I think it's going to go about... I'll get, it's done well, it's gone to the final, it's gone straight through. I think, you know, it'll be halfway along the table, a bit lower than maybe. It's not different enough. Um, the staging wasn't as good either as last time. Like yeah. th- there was more like there was more going frantic time, energy last time. Yeah, yeah. Whereas it, this one was just the three of them on bit, the stage and, flat, and the drummer yeah. in a weird bubble in the back that mm-hmm. had a screen. He kept appearing and then disappearing. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah, it yeah. just didn't really work. And I know there's a lot of people excited about the fact, oh, there's a rock act at Melody Festival and that's found a formula and it's doing well. And it's like, yeah, but it's getting the votes because it's the only like rock act. So I get that. But at the same time, is it enough? I don't know. I just, it just needs a better song. If they had a better song, they could have smashed it. They really could. Yeah. Been a proper contender. Even the title, Heroes Are Calling, it's a passive title. See, that part of me hears this on a trailer for a superhero film. Mm-hmm. Like I could see this on like the Into the Spider-Verse. Mm-hmm. Like those sorts of trailers, this would work perfectly for that. But then you'd forget about it and you wouldn't expect it to be in the film or anything like that. So, yeah, it feels like it was written for something like that. Agreed. So, let's talk a bit about the votes. Now, I find it really interesting at Melody Festival that you find out the age groups that are voting. So they are 3 to 9, 10 to 15, 16 to 29, 30 to 44, 45 to 59, 60 to 74, and then 75 plus. There's also a separate telephone vote as yeah. well. So I'm assuming everyone that uses the app yes. gets their age yes. logged. Yeah, and yeah. anyone that's 
old enough to use a landline is like you don't even count. <laughs> yeah. The really interesting distribution that is is really obvious from this is that the younger age groups down to the older Adam Woods was the most popular. 12 from 3 to 9, 10 from the 10 to 15, 10 from 16 to 29, and it goes down from there. And then you've got Forever Yours, Lisa Lindstrom, going up all the way <laughs> as soon as the older you get. So that the 12s for Forever Yours were from the 60 to 74, 75 plus in the telephone vote, which you assume is an old person's vote, I think. Or us. <laughs> <laughs> and then... You've got um, Awful Liar, which isn't popular with the kids, but it's got that that teenagers and 20s and 30s and then 40s who really (laughs) like that. Sort of like that good distribution there. Of course, we don't know the distribution for... um, Smash into Pieces because they went straight through. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. And then poor old... Oh, poor old... (laughs) Uh, Melina Borglow getting a three from every single point of view jury apart from the telephone vote. Because everybody gets points. And I like but that. You, I want everyone to get Yeah, but the lowest you can get is a three. So she got every single three. Mm-hmm. Ouch. I think the only vote of any of them that surprises me is that the 75 plus and the telephone voters had Samir and Victor in third place. <laughs> Wow. That's just really weird to me. What's that about? Everything else, I think, tracks. (laughs) So if you're a proper statistics geek, you could really start pulling these apart, couldn't you? You could. You'd spend hours. You would. You would. Coming up with theories. I do like that. Speculation. It's obvious. It sits there. But it'd be interesting to see, yeah, where do Smash Into Pieces get their points from, you know? Yes. Okay. So in summary, straight to the final, Smash Into Pieces with Heroes Are Calling and Lisa Ajax with Awful Liar, and through to the second chance, whatever they're calling it, the runoff vote. So we've got Elisa Lindstrom with Forever Yours, and Adam Woods with Supernatural. Yeah, so if Samuel and Victor and Melina Borglow, goodbye. Goodbye. Yeah, but they'll have a chance again. Yeah, very similar points, 69 and 66 from for Elisa Lindstrom and Adam Woods. So two of those will go through of the... 10 that don't qualify yeah. directly to the final in Heat 5. Yeah. So is it 2 of 10? Only 2 of 10. That's not a lot, is it? That's not a lot. Oof. I feel like Adam Woods' chances are done. <laughs> For me, they are done. Okay, good to know. Let's look ahead then to Heat 2. Heat 2 will be taking place at the Scandinavium in Gothenburg. Gothenburg. We have some returning artists. And we have someone from last year. We have Maria Sur singing When I'm Gone. We've got Engman's Capel with Norland. Dear Sarah, The Silence After You. Sijo with Ahuma. Liamo with Dragon. And Flockenschnusk with Unger and Flea. So I think the ones that people are talking about the most are obviously Maria Sur. Mm-hmm. Although I've also heard that that isn't as much of a banger as people were hoping for. Because apparently she didn't want to do a ballad originally last year. Oh, yeah, and she kind of, it's not her bag, so she's doing a, a banger this year. But the ones that people have got the money on are Liamo and Frocken Snusk. So we'll see. Okay. Frocken mm-hmm. Snusk is the one with the pink mask thing. Oh, okay, but I don't know them as an artist. No. So, okay, it'll be interesting to go into that one with sort of very... Minimal knowledge. Minimal knowledge of anything there, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, I go into a lot of things with minimal knowledge, but that is incredibly minimal knowledge for me. It's true. Thanks. <laughs> and Liamo is someone else who you keep forgetting from Melody Festival in 2022 because he sang the song Bluffin. Oh, I God. I oh, and apparently it, it did really well. <laughs> yeah. He was fourth in the final and you have no memory of him. Nope. But he is um, he is a mellow stalwart, I'm going to say, because he's also in 2018 and 2019. I feel like I'm put my neck out and say not a winner in Heat 2. Do you think? Gosh, okay. Based on nothing. <laughs> Based on no knowledge. Yeah. Just a, I can feel it in my waters. Firm conviction. Watch me be proven wrong. <laughs> Gladly. I will happily be proven wrong. So, we have just... A little more time for a final segment of the podcast, which we dreamt up on the train. A new regular segment that we're going to do. Yeah. And it's really in response to the fact that we see Eurovision fans, some Eurovision fans, saying some ridiculous things that we can't quite believe. There's some wild theories out there (laughs) in the world. And I think some of them, they go from A to B to N to X very, very quickly. So (laughs) It's like that Winona Ryder meme. meme where she's looking confused while all the equations are going on around her. And that's how I feel often when I see some opinions, some comments, some anger from Eurovision fans. And we thought it'd be quite fun to read some of them out on the podcast. In our new section that we're going to call I'm Up in Space Man. Yeah. So here we go. I'm up in space so we're not going to say the person's names who have said these things on Twitter because... Frankly, we don't want to give them any more exposure. <laughs> but um, this is the first one. Ryan, over to you. Right, so we're starting strong with the last two times that Petra Mirda hosted, Georgia qualified to the final. Can they do it again? <laughs> what? Where do the two things connect? <laughs> but they do, some in someone's brain. Yeah, Petra Mirda. Yeah, I guess. She hosted it twice before and Georgia qualified both times. So obviously those things are connected. Absolutely. Cast iron guarantee. Love that thought. Love that thought. I'd be very happy for Georgia to qualify again. Moving on to one very short tweet, which is Petra Merda, get a job. I'm tired. I mean, how you can <laughs> respond to the joy, the glory that Petra Merda is. I mean, we've not even touched on that as a we subject. Haven't. We haven't. Sorry. We should have been celebrating. We should have made party noises. But fantastic. Everyone's happy. But there's always someone on, on Twitter who's got to be like, Oh, oh, horrible. Why would you not someone who's super talented and funny? Why would you not want them to represent... Why would you not want them to represent Eurovision? The whole... Everyone was screaming out for it right from the May the 13th or whenever it was. And this one person is like, I'm tired. <laughs> okay, your turn. These are all very Petra Merda heavy. They are. But we're going to keep going. Yeah, go for it. Can't wait for Petra to host Eurovision next year when Elisa Lindstrom, forever yours, wins for Sweden this year. <laughs> I mean, great. Yeah, I I'm there it. too. I love it. But, but the chances of her winning, not only Melody Festival, and she's got to get through that. That <laughs> very one in ten chance of getting through to then win Dude. the whole damn thing. Oh, no. Win, then she's going to win Melody Festival. Yeah. Then win Sweden. Yeah. Oh, no, then, sorry, then win um, Eurovision. <laughs> and then Petra can host again with Elisa. I mean, Lindstrom. was that you that posted? <laughs> no, it wasn't. But it's just, <laughs> I just love the, the the leap of imagination that got there. It's fantastic. Oh, this is just another one. I mean, I almost don't want to give this room. Coming out as a Petra Meda hater, this will not be enjoyable. 
Not all in uppercase as well. This will not be enjoyable. How can you not enjoy Petromed? I don't understand. I honestly don't know. No, I don't either. And finally, in our new segment, this one I want you to read. <laughs> is this our winning... I think this is... Conspiracy of the this, Week. This, or... is get, this gets our special OK Netta award. <laughs> <laughs> this is in response to Aliona, Aliona and Jerry Heil winning Vidbeer and therefore heading to Malmo. And this person has just tweeted this. Oh, yeah. Manchester 2025. <laughs> it's the assumption that if Ukraine win, then the UK will host... And then we're going to go to Manchester. <laughs> it's again, it's all those leaps, isn't it? <laughs> like, if Ukraine win, and may, they might, yeah. surely if they can't host at that point, it will be whoever's in second, second place, place would host. Unless this person has leapt to the conclusion that Ollie Alexander must come second. We're giving them a bit of credit, though. <laughs> okay. I think they just forget that, like, all of Ukraine comes to the famously welcoming place of... Um, refugees or immigrants or anything like that or people that need a second place to be yeah no the united kingdom is not that place it isn't unfortunately anyway we hope you enjoyed i'm up in space man because <laughs> those people definitely are look forward to hearing people's hot takes next time we do okay that's been a very full show it feels we've covered a lot of ground i feel like it's only going to get more intense as the weeks go by now we will be back next time when we review melody festival and heat 2 and mopping up any other bits of news that are come up along the way there's a lot going on we've got a lot more songs being announced today even as we're recording this including the israel song exactly that's the one i'm making a face about yeah okay until next time have fun out there catch us on instagram at eurovision queens on twitter at EuroQueens pod and email us your hot takes At your or, or or your uh, I'm up in spaceman entries. Yeah, <laughs> at the email address EurovisionQueens at gmail dot com. That's correct. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Eurovision Queens. If you enjoyed the episode, I know that Andy and Ryan would love to hear from you on email, Twitter or Instagram. Better still, why not leave them a review on Apple Podcasts so that other Eurovision fans can find them. 